BYU pole vaulter snags scrotum during jump needed 18 stitches. He said um, he's going to have his dick out by the um, temporary porta potty. Hello and welcome. We're back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode 307. We're getting up to the very, the all-important 311. Three, episode 311. Uh, very stoked you are here listening to us like you do each and every week. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Uh, I'm joined now, as I am, always am, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up, dude? Hey, it's a shame that 311 doesn't coincide with the date 311. Pretty close. Yeah, Ed's birthday, or, 311. Yeah, very close. Yeah. Yeah, my parents held out till 311 to have me born just because they thought one day it might coincide with something special. Right, and they were right. Yeah, and also, uh, I have a... I'm going to take a, a bold stance here Uh-oh. on something. Yeah, please do. I believe Rick Moranis has had more sexual partners than Justin Bieber. I was thinking about this. Well, he's a lot older. Right. He's a lot older. But, but, Bieber, but Bieber's a pop idol guy. I mean, Bieber fucks. But Moranis, but Bieber's been in some relationships. That's true. He was all he was all hung up on Selena, but I think he was still fucking while he was hung up on Selena. Yeah, I was. uh, I wasn't doing upon the J Stew. I had a book that I was listening to as I worked out. Right. Well, you could say that. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I listened to a book on tape or whatever, an audible. It was just, it was kind of, it was a book about comedy in the 80s. And essentially, everybody but Bill Murray just petered out. Right. Um, But they talked about Rick Moranis. And he did get married in 86, but his wife died in 91. Wow. But But those are the big years for him in terms of celebrity. Yeah, but he's not. He was probably... But that's what I'm was depressed. That late, late, yeah, he had to fuck his way out of it. But no, late, that's late what I would 70s, do. Yeah, <laughs> late seventies. He's a guy on the scene, the young comedy scene in Canada, and then early eighties, he's doing Strange Brew, and it's the go-go eighties. Yeah, yeah, yo. Because I was thinking of how nerdy he was. Yeah, but I bet he put up incredible numbers. I mean, did he live I, I, in L.A.? Intentionally, I I assume it's so. No, I don't know if he did. Yeah, but I just I just feel like at at some point in the eighties, everybody was just banging. Uh, having banging and doing lots of cocaine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was true. trying to think of somebody who was as nerdy as it gets, but yet massive for a little while there. I mean, I'm sure he racked up numbers, but this Bieber, he started young. That's true, but he, he was still young. With his mom. 
beginning. Yeah. yeah. But you know, he's, he figured out ways around that. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be good traveling around with my mom. No, like when I was a teenager, no. it would be a problem. No. Yeah. That would not have worked out for sure. That would have been um, tough. One story that I I read right after I, I sent you the stories. Um, apparently, a radio station in Cleveland had a woman on, like a, a, a sports radio station, had a woman on who claimed... Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this last week. We didn't talk about it. I didn't see it until today. Yeah. That she blew Baker Mayfield behind a cheesecake factory. Yeah. The big surprise for me was he's married. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a college sweetheart situation. A lot of these guys, these ball players, they're all married or engaged by like 25. I mean, it's one thing if they're coming out of BYU. Right. And I got, I got married young. Yeah. But you're not, I was pretty far from the number one draft pick. Right. You're not on the road. You know, right. like, yeah, my road, all, all roads led to Hoboken for right. me. I was anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's married and he supposedly has like a secret. And I don't, sorry, I didn't read this cause I don't read anything. He supposedly has a secret Snapchat account where he just, um, tells girls very respectfully. Hey, meet, hey, meet me by the I just, dumpster. I just had the mile high meatloaf at Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I got something. I got something for you that's longer than the menu. And I just had some Tex-Mex egg rolls <laughs> and I'm trying to work off some indigestion. Uh, you figure like wealthy guy like that could have like a um, just a, you know, like a like a fuck pad or something in town. Yeah, like the Cleveland version of the White House. And I feel like even if you're famous, you know, even if you're like the most famous guy, I don't feel like there's that many women that are like, oh, I just got a message from um, Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Browns fan, obviously. And he said um, he's going to have his dick out by the um, temporary porta potty behind Cheesecake Factory in the alley. So I'm I got to get over there. Sorry girls, I'll I'll talk to you tomorrow, but I got a dick to suck. I just don't think that that I I don't know. I've never been in that and, position. And, and to quote Joe Bluth from Arrested Development, I'm not embarrassed to be with you. I'm embarrassed to be seen with you. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like it's, it's, I get that it's easier for guys with status like this to get sex if that's what they want. But that is a weird thing for a, a woman to sign up for. Yeah. I just feel like you still. Is he would, that irresistible? Yes. Because the flip side, well, it was like some hot actress and you asked some dude, all right, you're going to have to just meet her behind a, a cheesecake factory yes. dumpster. Like, you know, it's on a, right. But I can't imagine. I mean, it's not like he's that irresistible. 
No, you, you want to be taken out on the town by him. Like you Well, at the very least, you want some interaction between the one Snapchat and showing up next to the dumpster and him having it out. Like there's there has to be a, at least and maybe I'm wrong, but there has to be like a couple steps in between that. There's just no way that you can just be like, hey, I'm famous. I'm on Snap. Come over here and suck it. That's, I just don't. It just seems like there would need to be more than that. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And also uh, the other point on this story is, yeah, this is a newsworthy story to Baker May- Mayfield's wife, but pretty shitty of the Cleveland radio station. And I, I had this stance when it was Hulk Hogan, when Gawker yes, was yes. doing it. Like, yeah. I, oh, this is not anybody's story to have. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Well, story. it's a small town. Yeah, yeah, we just spent five minutes on it. It's a small town situation. And I don't know, like maybe it's not even true. Right. Like anybody right. could just say it's pretty shitty of the, yeah. right. So if it, if it's, even if it is true, it's pretty shitty of the radio station ever on, but if it isn't, it's tough to, to unhear that story. Yeah, that's true. It's bad. And pretty shitty to do to your hometown quarterback. And if you're, I mean, this guy's got that big, what's that big campaign he does where like the stadiums, his house is that Geico or it's some kind of yeah, insurance. Is that his real wife in it? I think so. Oh Yeah. She's, I know he's attractive. Her. Yeah. He, um, so it's like, he's got a lot to lose cause he's still on a, his rookie contract. And, you know, I know he made a lot of money, but he's, you know, he's trying to hang around for a while and make that ancillary income. And, you know, something like this, it's either a, his behavior could really affect his earning potential or just being in the public eye and people saying things about him that he doesn't want to defend himself against could, uh, could really hurt his status as an endorser. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting story and let's, I think I've been to a, like a cheesecake factory once maybe in my life, maybe twice, but when I was I would, in college, I would go again. I'd go there. Yeah. When I was in college, that was like the place to go to dinner that wasn't in like a college bar. Right. And I, but I don't think they had it them on like, the West Coast back it, then. It was like at a, a local mall. Yeah. They're in malls. So like Michelle and I would go to that yeah. every, you know, once a month or something. And having been a cook at a restaurant, I would have to say that having a menu as uh, robust as Cheesecake Factory would be a lot of work. It, but, you know, and, and I, I can't speak to cheese. I mean, I always enjoyed it fine. Yeah. But I'm always astonished by if you go to a diner, you know, Jersey's got a lot of diners. Oh, I love a diner. You go to a diner, they do a pretty good job with a whole lot of shit. It's and big menu. It's a, and it's a smaller operation yep. than a cheesecake factory, but yet they have a massive menu. Yeah. Lot of, what kind of shit? I mean, they must just have big freezers. Yeah, they have to, they got to, because it would be, you can't have all that stuff fresh and just have it go bad because there's, you know, what, how many liver and onions are you selling a week? Maybe a couple, right? But it's there on the menu. Like it, the, I tend to go breakfast items at a diner. I same, same, but pancake anytime. Yeah. Oh yeah. You or can't go wrong. Or, you know, whatever. Something. 
If I go to a breakfast place for breakfast and there's like a couple of things that if they have, I'm certain to order. So number one, huevos rancheros. If huevos rancheros is on the menu, nine times out of 10, that's what I'm getting. Depends. Sometimes they do it. They, they have their own spin on it that ruins it for me. Here's a second one. Corned beef hash. Oof, that is a good one. You got a corned beef hash on there with a little uh, horseradish. Sign me up. I'm in on that. Complaining with that one. No, no. I'll also. I might do a Benedict. I'm a big fan of Benedict. Love Benedict. That, that is my. Uh, that's Your what go-to? we have every Christmas morning. Yeah. I make Benedict. Oh, delicious! Always. Oh, so rich though. So I usually, unless I'm really hungover and just not, I don't care about myself. I'll shy away from the Benedict. If there's a steak and eggs on there and it's reasonably priced, I'm going to jump right in there. I'm going to jump right in on that steak and eggs. So there's, and that's, that would be a nighttime one I'd get at a diner. Yeah, I wouldn't do the, I wouldn't do the steak at breakfast. No, I've, I mean, I do it all the time, but uh, if it's, if it was is a nighttime diner option, for sure. Yes. Steak and eggs, definitely. Um, I, for me, the one thing I have trouble resisting, if I'm, it, let's say I'm not meeting somebody there and I'm not really in the mood to pig out. Like if I'm going to a restaurant and I don't give a shit what I eat, probably going with the Reuben. Oh fuck. Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But if it's one of those things, you're meeting somebody out, but you really weren't planning on having like a super unhealthy meal. You might not go Reuben, but if, if I don't care, I'm, I'm probably ordering the Reuben over everything. Um, yeah, it, especially if it's like a Jewish deli situation, yeah. if it's a you place know, where you're like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's, you can't not get the Reuben. I had one a about like a this. month ago yeah. and I still think about it. It's so good. Um, same. I had one and I could only eat half of it. And so then I brought the other half home and then like, I forgot about it. Uh, and then like I, then I remember, yeah. Then I remembered like five days later and the bread was all dried out and shit. And I was like, I was so bummed one because it was like $14, but also because I was like, Oh man, that would have been so good. Like I could, I could have really enjoyed that the second time, which is why I brought it home. Yeah. And it's no good. No, you know, after no. a couple get, days. Yeah. You got to get it like that day or the next day. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to do some voicemails? Let's do it. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring and worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tits, 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 tits. He's Okay, I think Manuel has called in, but we got some other ones. Let's check this one out. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh my God. High degree of difficulty. Is it just weird? Oh, hold on, hold on. Fred Flintstone. Oh, my God. That's our Canadian friend, right? sounds like our Canadian buddy that never identifies himself. Let's check in with our Canadian. Wait, have we listened to this before? 
Did you say something about Fred Flintstone? Fred Flintstone. I don't think it says. I don't. I think we may have missed a couple. And now now I'm just catching up because I'm very dumb. I don't remember a Flintstone. Hey, Brian. Yeah. I uh, just had an observation. Is it just me or does Bill Barr look like Fred Flintstone fucked out John? Oh, he definitely does. <laughs> Yeah, he's got the he's got the Flintstone look, but then he's also the got the cheeks. glasses. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, Wait, know, yeah, F- Fred Flintstone was a huge dick to Barney. Yeah, yeah. well, it and was. I know he was patterned after the honeymoon. Right, it was the honeymoon. And, and Ralph Cramden was a huge dick to Norton. Asshole. I well, I, I never really understood that. And also, hot wives. Yes. You know, like, wait, that's, you know, they talk about like Kevin James always has a sitcom where his wife's Belushi. way too hot. Yeah. Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yeah. He's married to Courtney Thorne Smith from summer school. Right. Uh, this, this is a, the, a pattern as old as time. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore was married to Dick Van Dyke. You know, now, are you saying as old as time, like as if the Flintstones took place? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's, from, it's from it's from prehistoric times, and also in the future. I don't know if you've ever seen the Jetsons. Oh, that's true. But Judy so was way too hot. Oh, yeah, George. Uh, George was pathetic. Oh was yeah, terrible. he was a loser. Yeah, he was a loser. Slate. Sl- wait, what was no, wait, Mr. Sprocket? Judy, Jane, his wife. Jane was, hot. Jane was banging. So yeah. was the daughter Judy. Judy. Yes. Elroy, Elroy, huge piece of shit. Knowing, knowing little runt. And also, why'd they have to live in the sky? Because of climate change? I, they, that's, that's, that's the, it gotta be it. Right. So, um, very dangerous. You know, there had to be, and had to be a lot of tears in heaven situations happening. Oh, yeah. Up there, you know, like it's just. Especially you, with the, the animals. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what's his name? Astro. You got to think he was probably the eighth Astro. Yeah. This <laughs> one right over the edge. Well, but in the future, it's like Barbara Streisand where they could just keep cloning them. Like Barbara Streisand supposedly right. had the same dog like seven times or something. But but that would be Astro seven. Right. Or do they just, and yeah. I mean, how far down are they falling? They're like, they're just taken off into, so oh, you can't just, clone something that disappears. They're just, yeah. He's just out into the orbit. Well, they probably have a, a machine, you know, they have, you know, they just put a, they don't have to eat because they have a little pill or something that makes a meal. They probably just have an astro machine. And when he runs off the terrace true, true. and falls and, and 20,000 feet, Spacely, Mr. Spacely, a lot of bluster, but he was kind of beta because he kept taking George back. He fired him every episode. Yeah. yeah. Just took him right back. Yeah. Yeah. Bad boss. Kind of pathetic. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what this, uh, oh my God, now I've closed the app. Here we go. Let's see what this, our Canadian caller has to say. Prick. And you guys are talking about Charlie Rose. I met this asshole in Paris. He uh, presided at one of our, our, uh, advisor education sessions, which was just basically a company throwing money at stupid assholes and <laughs> trying to schmooze. Charlie Rose? Did he walk out naked? <laughs> yeah, just a bathrobe. He did the open open kimono thing. Uh, I mean, I get it. So if... But that's a pretty... That's a kind of a bummer 
of a, uh, yeah. of like a guest. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've said this a few times. I always laugh that UBS tried to get like a motivational speaker and they got Lou Gossett Jr. who played a motivational right. speaker. Well, he's just like an actor. Right. So you go ahead and quit mayonnaise. Yeah. Like, all right. That's you know, all right. I know like a lot of corporate people that are, you know, they go on these like corporate retreats or like um, sales meetings and you go there and they're like, it's all planned out and they're in the Bahamas and they're like, Hey, five o'clock on the beach. And there's like, there'll be a special band and it's like Huey Lewis in the news or it's like somebody really badass like gets flown into play. And one, uh, somebody I knew one time was telling me that they went to their wife's, um, corporate thing in, and it was in Hawaii and they're like, come down at eight o'clock. Like after the dinner, there's going to be a special performance. And it was kid rock. And it was just, uh-huh. and it was like, did he bring the little person? No, with him? I think, well, I think the little person, he was already gone. yeah, the little Joe or something, yeah. tiny Joe, um, kid rock was like there. And I think it was kind of like a James Brown situation where they didn't, you know, Kid Rock just wanted to keep the whole appearance fee. So he wasn't, he didn't bring his own band or anything. And so he was just kind of up there with maybe a couple like local musicians or might've even just been a DJ situation. And, uh, he does karaoke professionally. Right. right? So, yeah. And they, they said it was like a real bummer. Like he, Kid Rock was up there and he was like checking the clock and didn't really seem like, you know, he was doing it for the troops or anything. He was, he was just there to collect a paycheck, which. That's not the Kid Rock I know. Right. (laughs) Right, I know, I know, uh, and I'm also I've also heard that uh, Jerry Seinfeld will do these, but he has a strict, you know, you get me a jet, you fly me there, I get off the jet, I come in, I do my hour or forty five minutes or whatever I'm contracted to do, and then no one is allowed no to talk to me. Yes, like I then I immediately I mean, leave. I, I would aspire to that level of fame. Yes, can you imagine? And I don't he care. Does, and it, he gets like a million dollars. Sales. Chuck from sales had a big 2019, right? I'm out. No. Yeah. That's the other thing. He goes, I just come in, I do my act. I'm not doing, I'm not customizing it for your fucking office. Like get me, wire me the money. I'll show up and then I'm leaving. I know it's, it's, it's uh, slowing down, but for a while there, the advertising business just had all kinds of excess. Yeah. I remember Michelle and I had our Christmas parties the same night, our corporate Christmas parties. And I just, it was just some dumb, you know, just dumb yeah. Christmas party. Yeah. And she's sending me texts. Biz Marquis was, yeah. do, was wow. doing their Christmas party. Wow. There was, she had, and, uh, and one time I was at one of these parties and ABBA was there. Yeah. And somebody was complaining to me. I was just like, you know, just having some cocktails, listening to ABBA and watching them on stage. And somebody's like, you know what? Like, they're not really together. That's only two or three of the four. Oh, like anybody would notice. And I turned to them and I was like, does anybody give a shit? No. I mean, they're singing dancing queen and like, right. it's just background music. Who, who gives a shit? It's just kind of funny to see a seventies. Uh, everybody's in jumpers. But yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah it's fun great. for that reason. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what Charlie, right, Rose, so Charlie Rose. Hopefully he came out naked. That's probably quite familiar with this stuff that goes on anyway he spoke to us for like 40 minutes 
And wow. to this date, I have no idea what the message was <laughs> other than he's probably just thinking, hey, I just robbed this company for 25K, yeah. if the not message. more. Yeah. And now I got women that I've got to go and sexually molest. Yeah, and finally, I... What's that? And he said this was in Paris or France? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. So that's part of the gig. He yeah. gets a nice trip to France yeah. and some spent money. Gets put up. Listen to uh, Manuel <laughs> talking about Jim Rome or using Jim Rome's playing. And it kind of took me back to the days of listening to the Rome show. I did like the show, especially when Travis Rogers was involved. And I could tolerate the little man's, uh, I guess, I guess his ego was probably the best way to explain it. But I could tolerate that. And as far as Travis's comedy, it was off the charts. The day that he left, he let others go. That was the end of him. And, uh, and I guess that's, I started to follow, follow this show is just the connection to Travis. Anyway, have a great day and uh, take care. Bye. All right. Appreciate well, that, Canadian listener. Well, Thank you. Travis is a good friend of the show. Great friend of the show. He's been listening to our episodes. Occasionally he will text me about our content on the show. And he, he thinks Ed Daly's very funny and he's, right. he's recently requested that he would like to come on soon. So we'll, we'll be having Travis on here again very soon. Excellent. Let's do another one. Hey guys, you are talking about LSU Lala. I haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, love it. Great voice on this guy. Yeah, that kid, as far as the seating, uh, kind of the same issues that Ed has. I'm a little bit taller than Ed. I'm 6'4". But what no, I do is I just jam my tall. knees in the back of the seat as soon as I sit down. That way they can't recline. This is what, so Travis, friend of the show, Travis Rogers, who we just mentioned, I believe he's 6'3". And he's a man of a certain carriage and he's extremely anti-reclining. So he does the knees forward. First of all, he keeps the knees. I'll do that. Yeah. He keeps the knees out. But then if you do recline anyway, he begins to have a coughing attack that lasts the entire flight. (laughs) So he's got, he's got many moves. Yeah. As a tall I, man. Yeah. My, my point was not that nobody would consider me like a really tall guy. Like I, you know, I don't know the average, maybe I'm slightly taller, but, uh, that's the thing. My, these, the, the, the height requirements yeah. or size requirements were when everybody was the size of James Madison. Yeah. The seat, now, the seats are tiny. Every, everybody is just bigger now. Yep. And my knees, I mean, I just, I can't imagine that my knees are, my legs are so long, but they get smashed on planes all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's brutal. Well, and these airlines, so, you know, after nine 11, understandably the airline business was in trouble, but it's my understanding now that they're, that the profits are fucking soaring. Right. Like they're doing they're well. Right. Yeah. And you know, Remember you used to get on a plane sometimes and there'd be like 30 people on the plane and everybody be stretched out. That never happens anymore. They, they got it figured out. They fucking load those things. They're full yeah. every time. There used to be times yeah. where you'd look five rows behind you and you're like, oh, I can, I can lay across those three seats. Yep. Not anymore. Never. They got it figured no. out and, and all they're doing is coming up with new ways to make the seats skinnier. 
They were, they're toying with the idea of stand-up planes. It's brutal. You know, they're charging you for sound. bags. Standing up might be a better option than being the middle seat. Oh, the middle seat's horrible. I mean, if there's enough room to stand, yeah, I think I would choose it over the middle seat. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I mean, unless you know the person in one of the adjacent seats and then you can sure. do you can lean into your them. Kid, yeah. Yeah, your kids, significant yeah. other. That's one thing. But if it's just stuck between two randos, because I've had to do that yeah. a couple times. I've done it. It's horrendous. I've done it. One time I was on a flight and there were like there was a woman that got on and her kid. The kid was probably like about seven years old. And I was on. Okay. I buy an aisle. Cause I have claustrophobia. I don't like being feeling like I can't get out. So I do too. I yeah. feel like there have been some last minute things where I had to yeah. funeral or whatever. I've yeah. done the middle seat and it's, it's not good. Yeah. So I'm on an aisle and this woman's like the last, you know, she must've been flying standby or something with the kid and they get on, they don't have two together. And so the flight attendant orders me out of my seat <sighs> to trade with the kid for a middle and it's like, what? I'm like, hey, why me? Like, what? I, how did I get picked for this? Like, I wasn't even near them. And it was, then I was like, I kind of fought it a little bit. But then I was like, oh, I'm the asshole that's like holding up the plane and that won't switch with a kid. You know, it's like I didn't I've like sort of weighed my options and it was like a four hour flight. And I was like, Fuck, I guess I'll go sit in the middle. And it's just, you know, there's nothing yeah, I could do about it. I got singled right. out for no reason. You were forced to be the good Samaritan. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. That's, that's not cool. No. Um, you know, when I was in college, I didn't have a car. So I had to travel to and from home on the, uh, on Amtrak. Ooh. Oh, that's not that bad. Well, but they pack them pretty good, but the move, there were a couple of things that a savvy traveler would do. First, you go to the front of the platform because all the dopes hanging out of the back would all cram into the same thing. Yeah. But what you do is you'd quickly take an aisle seat. Yeah. And I know this is a bit rude, but you'd pretend to be asleep with your mouth open and leave your fly a little bit down. <laughs> Nobody sits next to you. It's great. <laughs> So anytime you got close to a stop, you just did that move. And every, nobody wants to sit next to the guy with this fly down. The Amtrak has what the Southwest used to have back in the day where they have a couple of rows where you're uh, facing other people, like the bulkhead <laughs> area where there's there's That's three nice. seats that face back towards the other three seats, which is really odd. Unless you're in uh, trading places and everybody kind of knows each other, you're, it's right. really awkward to just like be staring at somebody. Right. That was a private cabin situation. Yeah, exactly. That's really, I used to take the, um, as I've mentioned many times on the show, I once saw TV's Tim Allen wearing <laughs> a leather bomber jacket on an 85 degree day on the train. We take the train down the coast to the charger game when the chargers were in San Diego. And then you'd come back and 
everybody on the train would be wasted and there wouldn't be enough seats. And so people would be like laying down in the aisles and it was, and everybody was so hammered and smelly and, it and just wanted to be home. And that was a, that wasn't the most fun experience. Although some people would keep it going in the bar car, which also got kind of sad because it's like Sunday night and everybody has to work the next day and people are drunk. Was Tim, I mean, we've talked about this many times. Was Tim Allen sweating or was he showing no signs of the heat, even though it was insane to be wearing a leather jacket? Well, he was, I only, I didn't see him on the platform. He got, I was already on the train, I think when he boarded and I definitely was on, cause I was like, is this guy going to the charger game? But then he got off a couple stops before the charger game back out into the heat. But this was like September, which is like the hottest month of the year. And it was, it might've been 95 degrees that day. It was hot, but I only saw him on the train, which was air conditioned, but he was wearing a thick, heavy bomber style leather jacket on a 85 to 90 degree September day. And he ordered a Sprite. Let's see what LSU has to say. Music fixes the problem. The, uh, the one thing that I really cannot stand is when these a-holes that are sitting in the back of the plane decide to put their carry-on luggage way, uh, way before their seats, usually at the front or usually right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. Problems with those people. I'm going to go ahead and self-report. Oh no. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes you book late and you got a seat in the back and now these fucking assholes, even before you board, they're like, sorry, no more room for luggage. And I'm like, I know you still got room for luggage. You're lying. And well, so, but, but don't, they close it when it's full. They, I will say yes, I'll yeah. go a little in front of my seat. If I see everything is closed. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm, when I'm getting on and I know I'm sitting in the back, I go, I'm not getting all the way to the back and not having somewhere to put my bag. So as I'm creeping up, if it's looking like it's filling up and I see an open spot, maybe it's eight rows in front of me. Maybe it's 10. I'll just throw it right up in there. I'll slam it right in the slot. I don't give a fuck. How about, how about those jerk offs that have some sort of like blazer or something taking up a lot yeah. of space for yeah. not a lot of stuff. Yeah. That shit is getting wrinkled. Yeah. Or it's like some kind of weird bag. That's like just kind of smushed in there. Um, there's always and on every flight and I don't want to get too much into flight discussion here, but on every flight as you're climbing to altitude before you level off and they turn off the fastened seatbelt sign, there's not, I've never been on a flight in recent memory that somebody doesn't get up and open the overhead and try to get something out of their bag in that period of time. There's something in there. There's their headphones, their fucking phone, their uh, uh, hard-boiled eggs. We're all babies. Everybody's a baby. Just fucking wait a minute. Just hold on and get it when you get it because what you're doing is unsafe. And there's there's etiquette to this. And what's the deal with airline food? Am I right? Exactly. They don't give it to you anymore. Why don't they make the whole plane out of black box? Here's the two things they have. They go, hey, (laughs) we got a uh, we got a some. Yeah. Flight grievances. They they go, uh, we got a hot roast beef sandwich with 
uh, melted cheese. It's on an Amoroso roll. It's real soft and gooey. It's hot. It's amazing. No, they, it costs extra at this point. Costs extra. So now, but then they go asking you to buy. No. Then, no, then, the, then they go. They go. Then the other thing we have is a um, is a quiche. It's rock hard. It's cold in the middle. It's um, disgusting. You would never eat it. They're both nine dollars. And you're like in the second row and they're like, they come up and they're like, okay, you have a choice of the quiche or the sandwich. And you go, I'll take that roast beef sandwich. And they go, Ooh, sorry. Just ran out. And you're like, wait, there's, you've taken four people's orders before me. Like I just, I'm right here. No, always. They're, they've always just run out of the thing I want. Always. Oh, I have the fucking quiche, I guess. Okay. Let's go. Let's see. We're interrupting Lala here. At. So by the time I sit, uh, there's nowhere to put my damn overhead. So can we That's find me. a way to that. either throw these people off the plane mid-flight or do some kind of torturous <laughs> event to them because I cannot take it traveling with these idiots? You're not going to have any podcasts to listen to anymore, I, LSU. I, I travel light, though. I, do too. I travel as light as possible. I don't. So I tra- if he be, I, I mean, if it's a weekend trip that I yep. can get in a backpack, I if need be, I'm going to jam that shit under my seat. Yep. Like if I have to. Yep. I, I typically even if on a longer trip, unless it's a cold weather situation, I can usually get everything I need. You know, a couple pairs of pants, a few shirts, whatnot in a uh, in a roller carry on bag and yeah. that's, that's all I need. But a lot of times they'll fucking stop you at the gate and be like, Hey, we're out of room for carry on bags. You're fucked. Fuck off. What what a bummer when you had little kids and you had like a pack and burn. No, you would check that, but you'd have like a, a fold up stroller that you had to wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you had to check waiting. it at the jetway. You would be waiting with people the car seat. who are fixing to die. Yeah. Horrible. The only people waiting are people with young babies or wheelchair bound or people that are like 106. Yeah, it's brutal. So it's a tough situation. Okay. So we got a major issue here because I'm looking at my phone and we have two more voicemails, both from the South LA 310 prefix. Hmm. Hmm. Both. Well, no, no, he, he, we, we, I, I specifically asked him to explain himself. So I, oh, you did? Oh, what did he say? He said something that, oh, he, he was, the, he had the, transsexual. The he was, he was anti transsexual or something. He's, he's, he's refusing to believe anybody huh? but men and women can share Valentine's. Well, thoughts. one, one, why the fuck would you do that? Don't ever ask him to explain himself because now, Ed, I've got, Two, I can see I've got two messages here left back to back. They're both three minutes long. Oh, well, I mean, if he can't do it succinctly, then okay. I we're guess just, it'll be turned off. We're just going to do as much as we can take of the first one because, you know, we, while you and I, we love Manuel. He's a great guy. Love yeah, his. I'm, get, I'm getting some, uh, love some different feedback. His patronage here. His, uh, the most of the, well, the, the most vocal of the listeners really seem to hate his guts. Uh, just well, like, I would say, I'm not, I don't get a lot of like more Manuel on the show comments I, from the listeners. But I, I, I would say the first 30 seconds you can just skip. 
right? Okay, yeah, but it's just it's a thumb issue because I'm doing it on my phone now. Okay, so just play it, and we'll just talk over if we have to. My other computer's gone off. missing, so I used to have two computers that I do the show with, and then one I could play all the um, play all the stuff from one computer, and now I'm down to one computer and one phone. So hold on, oh, we'll get it started. Let's see how he does, but there's no way we're getting through a whole three minutes. Big morning, shot calling, never falling, got the homies all in, boo. Yep. What up? What up? Easy Edward. Yep. My man, Brock, Brock Bex. Yep. Sitting on 30th and Alma right here on the coast of San Pedro. Oh, gorgeous. Shout out to Harbor Area. Uh, what? Yeah, we'll revisit that. I don't know. I wanted to apologize because I know, man, as a person who is God fearing, raised by Catholic Mexicans, old school, I know sometimes I come out of left field with my views. Last week, the whole card scenario, it was just funny to me, man. Oh, he doesn't, he didn't like that there's like husband to husband greeting cards. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said, are you saying that people, it's impossible for, for people to love right. or is it you, they just shouldn't be allowed to sell the cards. That's what I wanted to know. And right. But both of those would be ridiculous. I don't know. I don't so, Well, I guess he's explaining. We'll let him explain. Oh my God. Closed it. Hold on. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. And it goes when you, <laughs> all right. Apology accepted. Let's just go next. Hold on. Now I'm going to pass the word a little bit. <laughs> hold on. Okay. My, my, my man, Bly Black Begs, yeah. a shout out to the Harbor area. For those of you listening around the nation who don't know what the Harbor area is, oh. the Harbor area slash South Bay of Los Angeles is, in my opinion, the greatest part of the whole world, all right? Greatest section of the whole world. I mean, it's okay. It's a beach community. Yeah. Uh, it literally starts from like uh, oh, no. Manhattan oh Beach, gosh. I'll say. El Fredundo's a little yeah, too by the uh, airport, right? Yep, by the airport. So I'm going Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, you know Redondo you know Beach, over there? Tesla. Long Beach, yep, it is. That's uh, right. PV Hawthorne. and San Pedro, yeah. which in between those, that is the South Bay on the coast. Then you go inland, you got Harbor City, Wilmington, oh, Gardena. Shout out to Manuel for from. traffic and weather. What, hey, what about Lomita? Where, you, got, you got no love for Lomita? Oh my God. I'm going to close it. Uh, Carson, Lawndale, Hawthorne. I know I'm missing a few. And LA also. You know who's from Hawthorne, right? No. The Beach Boys. And Manson? Um, well, I know no. he's from Ohio, but yeah. he, did he move to Hawthorne? No, he, no he, he hung out like in the valley. He, the, well, because the Beach Boys are from Hawthorne, but then. Once they got famous, you know, they bought mansions in like Laurel Canyon. So but why was Manson their neighbor then? Well, he, I don't know. No, he, he wasn't their neighbor. He was just like he befriended them because he was trying to be a singer songwriter. Right. He, he befriended one of the Wilson brothers, Dennis, I think. I don't know. Man. I don't know. I haven't read the book. I bought my mom the book. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Los Angeles, greatest city in the world. So I digress. I'll say. Wanted to slide right and let me know where he came up in the harbor area because people who didn't come in the harbor area don't shout it out. Oh no, I didn't come. In, I didn't come up in the harbor area. I play. I know. I know what he's saying right now. I played 
Harbor area, which was like the ghetto little league. But that was just, you played in the ghetto little league. I put, yeah, we, we didn't play. I'm from Costa Mesa. And this is like, no one needs to ask that because everybody knows I'm from Costa Mesa. I even got a Costa Mesa shirt. Uh, I'm from Costa Mesa and our rec league baseball that I played was called Harbor area. I'm familiar with the Harbor area that Manuel holds it down because my man, Mike Watt and the Minutemen are from San Pedro. So I know San Pedro. I spent some time there, but I'm from Costa Mesa. You want to hear some terrifying. uh, So when I was in Miami, I played Pop Warner yeah, you, and, you sacked Brian Greasy that one time. Yes, but I played on a uh, team that was not like me. My parents just like signed me up for wherever there was a. Well, Miami, it's, you know, it's a right, diverse. I'm saying, I'm saying like really not like me. Yeah. And we had away games and I didn't realize this. Like I was talking to my dad somewhat recently. We had away games in like Liberty City. Yeah. Like where uh, uh, Moonlight, like that type of territory. My dad's like, yeah, it was pretty scary. Some of those away games. And when you're a little kid, when you're like third, fourth grade, I don't know. You you don't notice that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, I was playing in a a, uh, heavily Democratic. I mean, you probably you might have played with besides Greasy, who you got the best of. Yeah, maybe he's still here for footsteps. Yeah, maybe you, uh, you, you know, you might have played with other guys that went on to big things. Uh, yeah, Greasy, by the way, he grew up in a nice, his, his the, the, there's something about Mary House is, is the Greasy House. Get the How fuck out of here. Yeah. Like where, where he walks her home from school, like gives yeah. the guy a piggyback. I know. That's, yeah. that's Greasy's house. Because his old man was, uh, his played on the Dolphins. That's right. Wow. It's undefeated Vince. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay, so um, we we referenced this last week, and it's tough time for us here in the baller lifestyle world because a great member of our team here is no longer going to be with the show. And a lot of people have been reaching out and a lot of people have been like, Hey, what's going on? Things are, things are changing around there. Things are different. There's somebody that we're not hearing from anymore that we used to hear from all the time. And of course I'm talking about horse Winnie guy. And oh no. Yeah. I, you, you, there was talk that he might get furloughed. Yeah. This is, here's the email guys. I am torn apart this week. Our favorite thoroughbred is moving on. We dug deep on the coughs and were able to commit with an, an amazing farewell week. I know it's a lot, but it's pretty much all we have left of an extinct legend. Of course, that comes from great friend of the show, Dave and Rancho San Clemente. So we got a few recordings left. The final recordings... Join me now and let's all pay tribute and say goodbye to our very own horse Winnie guy. (laughs) (laughs) How is that even possible? I like that they get a a 
for a some woman. Uh, for some reason a woman because remember when they were first doing it his winnies weren't as bad but now that they had when they when they realized that they were they louder his winning yes if a woman is clearing her throat he's much louder okay there's a bunch more let's listen <clears throat> <clears throat> cannot be real. How does this exist? <laughs> he does it every time. Okay, a few more. <coughs> Imagine working with this person. <coughs> That one was angry. Seemed a little annoyed there. Okay. Three more. The final three submissions from someone who really left their mark on this show. Of course, I'm talking about the great horse Winnie guy. That one she kind of had like to, how the first one didn't take. Yeah, she had to egg him on. She's like, <clears throat> and then he's like, didn't realize. And then she's up, like, <clears throat> and he hit, then he hit it. <laughs> I feel like we should play Sarah McLaughlin while this is going on. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you could just sing it. <clears throat> oh, he's kind of oh, winding down. Seems like he's bit ready to be put out. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, oh the, <laughs> the final blast r.i.p first out of the gates really really sorry to see him go gonna miss him our very own friend of the show horse winnie guy off to that big pasture in the sky or just another job at some other firm somewhere right r.i.p horse winnie guy He's got to be doing the steeplechase somewhere else where you can get the number. Just call him and clear your throat That's on the true. call. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Come on. Don't quit now, Dave. Uh, okay, let's talk some sports. All right, David Ortiz. Uh, hold on, i got to play it okay. in. We were singing. Oh, that's not the right uh, one. Hold on. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, And supposedly, rumor has it, good friend of the show. And bit of a red ass writes a bill is working on a sports intro song. And so, you know, if he is, there will be many, many barbs thrown at host of the show, Brian Vector. And also, so we had, we should talk about this. We had Jay Stu on last week where he's, Jay Stu is very upset about the Astros cheating scandal. Oh, by the way, on Twitter, I saw you jumping all over it too. I mean, well, I was, people egg me on. Um, well, hold on. People, people egg me on. Cause I don't fucking care. But also, I mean, obviously they did, they did cheat, but it's not like a thing that I tweet about, but then people, people draw me into these things. And it's, it's against, against my better judgment. I engage with people. I try not to, but then Jay Stu did one. He made some tweet where he compared um, he's oh the 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 new thing is so if you're an Astros fan you're um, and your team cheats the the your response is 
either A, they didn't cheat, or B, everyone cheats, they just got caught, or they're they're just being scapegoated, I think is more the thing. Or J, they they cheated, but it didn't benefit them. Like if you run the numbers, they were only they were cheating, but it didn't really matter because it didn't work. Or um, don't talk about what you don't know about. So don't, you can't even bring it up because you don't know about the cheating. Like they know about the cheating. Uh, but Jay Stu made, so somebody, somebody tweeted, maybe John Heyman, huge tits said that um, what the, 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 the thread now is that a, a veteran player on the team was the one that brought up the cheating. And I assume that's Carlos Beltran and that the, uh, he, the, isn't he the one who lost his job? Yeah. One of, and, but cause he was a player on the team at the time and they go and, but the young players were too naive and they were influenced by this veteran. Who's like all teams do this kind of cheating. So you should do it too. And so it wasn't really their fault cause they didn't know any better. And then Jay Stu said something about, well, even he's like, our prisons are filled with young people that didn't know what they were doing was wrong. And so I, I retweeted Jay Stu with just, with just the hashtag Altuve for prison, which I assumed everybody would read Jason's tweet and realize that I was just joking. Like I assumed that people listen to the show and get the context of the thing. And then I retweet Jason talk about prison. And then I say, I say hashtag Altuve for prison, but literally no one got the joke. Everybody responded to me as though I was actually suggesting that people be imprisoned for cheating at baseball. So <laughs> that was my mistake. I don't, not everyone is in uh, my frame of reference for the jokes I make. I'm learning that. You know, I say things that I think are funny and I look around and people are offended. <laughs> they don't think what I'm saying is funny. So I'll be more conscious of that on Twitter and other places as well. My name is Brian. They call me the other guy. I host a podcast show I'll give hetero life a try If you see something on my hand That makes you think I'm not a man It's just my crew rings, you see They're as sparkly as can be I might own Troy on Okay, Ed, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is well, happening? Stay, oh, no, sports. Staying with the, staying with the, uh, the cheating and baseball thing, oh, yeah. David Ortiz blasts. Now, is it Fears or Fires? The, fires. Okay. Mike Fires. Okay. Hey, I mean, it looks like Fires, but I, I, it's one of those things that I've always yeah, read his name, but I... Know. I I don't watch enough of games that he's been in that I know how to pronounce. I seem to run into a lot of names like that, that I fuck up. So it's a, you know, could be fears or fires. I believe it's fires. Uh, 
Um, but he blasted him for being a snitch over the Astros cheating scandal, which should answer the question of whether or not the Red Sox were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, but David Ortiz was retired. Not at the time. Yeah, he was because they did supposedly. Well, they were doing Didn't they, he was playing three years ago. Right. right. Well, they were doing some shit on hit on his team. But supposedly and again, people are going to correct me here. Alex Cora who was joined the year. Right. He became the manager and he really, you know, brought it up a level, but also it didn't work. So I don't know why he would bring it from one team to another when they either weren't doing it or it didn't work or don't talk about what you don't know. So one of those. Um, Rappers Boozy Badass and Young Thug are angry that Dwayne Wade has accepted his trans daughter. Oh, well, what's first of all, I'm not a hundred percent sure that boozy badass and young thug are real things. Like, are we sure that they that's, are? They're actually, they're actually, they're like the out game. there. Like, they're not unknown commodities. These aren't these aren't they're SoundCloud not, people. The biggest? No, they're not SoundCloud. They're like actual things. Because my my kids I wouldn't say they're the best, but they're right. they're not they're not SoundCloud people. My kids play me these popular newish rappers in the car and they are dog shit to a man every single well, one of them to me most of the new horrible rap horrible. i don't like because of the production i don't like yeah. i don't know i like a little i, I don't like the hooks these days it's the same but- it's all the same well i don't yeah. Well, it's just, it's my preference. I <laughs> like the hooks from a, a, a different era. Of yes, agree. Um, well, I mean, to each their own. I feel like, you know, Dwayne, it's just a weird thing to be angry like, about. Why would you sort care? Sort of like our voicemail thing before. Right. So you would be, these guys would rap positively if Dwayne Wade's like, I no longer have this child. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are you supposed to do there? It's Fuck a off. weird, um, yeah, it's a weird judgment to pass on someone that's just wants to love their child. Right. That's kind of weird. Um, this is out there. You should listen to the, uh, the YouTube clip, but Oklahoma high school announcer called the names of girls, basketball players, pretty disgusting. He was removed at halftime. <laughs> it was like Oklahoma city, uh, high school was in town and the girls were, uh, not white. And he was like, he was like revving himself up to say their names. And he goes, these names are pretty disgusting. <laughs> like on the PA system. And, and somebody, somebody caught it and they're like, what did he just say? <laughs> well, in his defense were the names like, um, Jaden and like Brooklyn, where it was like, B R O Y K L Y I N. These these N? were. I think he only wanted them all to be named like Tammy Wynette, and <laughs> that's like those but, are the names he was comfortable. What with. about? And I've seen this one at one of my children's um, schools or something. What about Aniston? A N Y S T Y N. That's a name. Would that be considered pretty disgusting? Because I've seen that name. Aniston with two Y's. This is my brother, Schwimmer. (laughs) 
Um, uh, Matt, Madison Bumgarner yep. has been competing in rodeo events, mm-hmm. rope, roping bulls under the alias Mason Saunders. So, of course he has, because he's Madison Bumgarner. So Madison Bumgarner is amazing, grit, right? Like he's like a, a, a yeah, he's from North Carolina. He's a full-on redneck. He once had a girlfriend who was also named Madison Bumgarner. What he dated a woman called Madison or like in high school or something. He had a girlfriend also named Madison Bumgarner. And they're all from like the, uh, that was a cold mountain territory, right? Yeah. Like Western North Carolina. I think I will say this currently my, one of my aliases is Christian YouTuber, which is like my gay porn star character. If I were to replace my gay porno name, Christian YouTuber, I would replace it with Mason Saunders, which sounds like that's the most twinkish gay porn star name possible. Much better than Christian YouTuber. I might change my name right now on my Twitter to Mason Saunders. The one thing about rodeo and pretty much all I know about rodeo is from the movie stir crazy. Um, but it seems to go by pretty quick. So do you just have like 50 rodeo things happening? Like how to make an evening? Yeah. Well, there's it all is over in like 10 seconds. Well, yeah, that's right. But there's, I think it's like, um, there's even like, roping the bulls comes pretty quick. There's like heats. So you got, you like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's like a tournament round Robin or whatever. You know what? I don't know. But I, that's what I picture it being like you advance out of your group or whatever, like everybody's raided and the bulls are raided and then they put a rubber band around their balls, which pisses them off. It's a weird sport. Yeah, I don't. And to be honest, I, yeah, I asked the question, but I, I don't know if I ever cared to know the answers to all this. Um, Just doesn't seem like something I'd care about. Yeah, I yeah, I got to agree. I like when they. um when they mutton bust, which is like when a little kid like chases down a sheep and like rolls it over and ties it up. Oh, see, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I now that I say it, I don't like it either. And then there's also the the bron- the buck and bronco, right? Where that's a where they piss off a horse. Sometimes they piss yeah. off a bull. Do they bind its nuts like the bull? They must, or they do. They shock it or something. So. Sometimes they piss off a bull. Sometimes they piss off a horse. Yeah. I'm not not a fan. It's not really for me either. Uh, I'm not a fan of this last sports story. BYU pole vaulter snag scrotum during jump needed 18 stitches. Um, I heard there's video of this. I will not be watching it. There was a video attached to the one story I read and I, I'm not going to watch that. And no. it, it has been a thought that has crossed my mind anytime I've seen the Olympics because the pole is right there. It's really weird. Well, so it's the pole. It's, is it the pole that he jumped off of or the That's one what I'm guessing? No, I'm guessing it's the one you, when you let go of it, yeah. it's at its peak. Yeah. And they're just brushing against everything. They're just getting over. Right. And so if it, if you don't, because they kind of like flick it away. So it falls away the other way, but but if it it, always looks like it could happen. Right. If it falls towards you, it's a long ass aluminum pole. Yeah. It's it's just, 
Also, they really, when they bup cut it into the slot, they bend it way down. Like it, it looks like it's about to snap every time. Um, I'm pretty excited because of coronavirus, Ed. Okay. I saw today. No, they're giving, yeah. They're talking about they're giving, canceling the Olympics. I love the Olympics. I know. I know you do. And, I the guy can, who, and the guy who is saying there's a three-month window before they, they'll cancel it. Yeah. His, his name is Dick Pound. Yeah, Dick Pound. Dick Pound is like, hey, we got our money already from Tokyo. So if uh, it looks like people might catch Corona, then uh, we're out. We're out on this. Now, is Corona like in Japan? I thought it was just on that cruise ship or something. I, I'll be honest. I don't think there's very many people on this planet with less information about coronavirus in their brain than me. <laughs> I mean, I know there's like 20 Americans, something like that. Right. Like it, it's it has spread, but mostly right. it's in China. Yep. And I don't know if I saw this on the said this on the show, but I was listening to a story on the whole outbreak and it occurred in that Wuhan a city I had not heard of before the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's like one and a half times the size of New York. Shut up. It's like 12 million people. It's something up. crazy. Shut up. Yeah. Um, China is so big with so many people. Well, that's the thing. So it's like, and also I mean, like not that many people are dying of it. Right. I think the, the initial like people did like the doctors right. and oh, right. there are a lot of, but now because went down, I just heard today somebody in California has it and they're like, he's expected to be fine. You know, yeah, well, I, I also read a whole thing where and not that not that I'm overly concerned, but for uh, outbreaks, the United States is by far the best equipped country to handle something like that. Yeah, although although Trump did dismiss all the infectious he, disease. He's got to the CDC. Um, but China is like the worst because they're always trying to protect and make it seem like everything's good. So they just yeah, deny they when people it. have. Yeah. So it had to get out of control for people to even know about right. it. And now here's the thing. I don't want anybody to get a disease and die. Obviously, I'm not a monster. I'm not the kind of person that would wish diseases on people. But China has kind of a lot of people. Oh, you're going Ebenezer Scrooge? No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, in out the population. I'm just saying, like, surplus population. There's kind of too many people on the planet right now, and they're. And so, you want China to sacrifice? Well, there's and they're and they're sort of like clustered in certain places where there's just way too many people. You know, this is your issue. I'm I'm not wishing. I'm not. I didn't. I don't wish. Hey, said wish. I didn't you're, wish. You're you're getting into eugenics territory pretty soon. I haven't wished. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm not. That's why I'm not. I'll never do twenty. Chinese people. I'm I'm okay with you, except for the fact that you spit everywhere when I visited. I've seen that. I've seen that in spitting. the airport. Um, what I was going to say is I don't. Uh, what were we talking about? China. You trying to murder oh, people, Chinese people? People dying of diseases. Oh. I'm not doing 23. That's why I won't do 23 of me because I don't want some day somebody's going to knock on my door and be like, 
Yeah, so we um, noticed that you have the uh, recessive um, fragile X gene that if you, if you, um, you know, were to pass it on to the wrong person, you know, it's not safe. So we're going to have to take you away right now because we're getting rid of that. You know, like that's what's going to happen. And also, what if I have a distant relative that's done some murders? They could get, yeah. they could have my DNA. Oh, it, what happens is they catch that person thanks to you giving your DNA. Right. But maybe, maybe the murders were justified. Like, who am I to judge? <laughs> who am I, you know, who am I to say? Okay, let's check in on some non sports. Well, it's time, it's time for non sports, non sports segment, segment on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Non sports, non sports, non sports, non sports, non sports. I'm talking about the segment now. Non sports, non sports, non sports segment. What's going on in the world of non-sports, Ed? Um, a quivering mass of mating snakes took over a Florida lake on Valentine's Day. I heard about this. Like they had to, uh, they had they had to like close down the lake or something because it's like the it's like the one yeah they just taken over. It's just like, but it's like a regular thing where the snakes just fuck one day a year or something or like one week. A year, all the snakes come out and they just fuck the shit out of each other and just have like a snake orgy. Um, yeah, it just doesn't seem like my kind of state. I just, I, it's just, there's always a story, but this is the worst. I hate snakes. I can't. I know. I know how you are with snakes. It's, it's, it's just, it's not good. Um, I don't mind them. I don't mind snakes. They're good. You know what they know. do? You know what You're they do? You're a snake guy, though. Well, you know what they do? They keep the it's, rodent pop population down. And I'm I'm down with that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. But it's kind of like the thing, like I just I don't want to see it or be around it. I refuse anytime somebody says they're more scared of you than you are of them. That's all bullshit. I'm most scared of every every type of snake. I was talking to somebody today that's gonna be up where um in like Alaska, Canada, where bears are. And he was saying, somebody gave him some advice. He's like, what? He's like, do I carry spray? Do I need to be armed or what? And someone's like, I just walk around with a radio strapped to my shoulder. Just playing. Oh, just play like Neil Diamond? Yeah. So they know exactly what? So the fucking bear knows exactly where you are? Like, so he can smell and hear you coming? But he's like. Well, I I was thinking just play bad music. I don't know. I got what you're saying. Like, I don't want to like they don't want to startle the bear is the thing, but also better idea. Just don't go where bears are. Yeah. that seems like a decent fix. I don't, here's, here's a thing you'll never hear about me. Hey, did you hear about Brian? Oh man, what happened? Fucking guy bought it in a hot air balloon accident. <laughs> Died on that cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll never, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got torn apart by a bear out in the woods of Alaska. Can you believe he was camping? Just, can't, just yeah. camping out in the fucking woods with a bear, where the bears are. You're not going to see that happen to me. Yeah, I'm not going the route of Chris Chris McCandless 
whatever into the right? wild. Yes. Get out of here. Alexander super tramp. No, I'm out on that. <laughs> uh, a new ham. Speaking of bears, this feels like a very bear area. A New Hampshire town cut its only policeman. What? So he they turned got- in his, he turned in his uniform and walked out into the snow in his underwear. Fucking Mike <laughs> drop. Yeah, that is the way to show them. That's so bad. But I feel like dude must have done something bad because you would think you'd want your one policeman. Right. Well, we talked about around Christmas time. We talked about the movie Gremlins on the show. Right. And that movie was a real piece of shit. Just but it did have uh, uh, what's his name? Mike from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. That's true. Yeah, he does. And also he was the same age in 1985 or 84 as he is now, which is kind of weird. Same guy. Same guy. Um, But it's like these small New Hampshire towns with one cop. It's kind of like Gremlins where he's just hanging out in the station, like watching the ball game and, you know, he's sipping coffee, but he's putting a little nip from a flask in the coffee because he's so goddamn bored. He's in New Hampshire. Yeah, he's in like what the fuck? What kind of crime is there in New Hampshire? You Probably know? bear related crime. Could be. Absolutely. Could be true. Uh, Texas high school vice principal left gun unattended in bathroom. Happens. Remember that time that um, Robert Blake, he was having dinner in the valley at Vitello's. And left his- it with the, uh, the, the uh, co room, right? <laughs> yeah, no, he left it in the booth. So he's he was there with his wife, who happened to be a grifter that tricked him into getting her pregnant. Bonnie Lee Blakely, or Cl- pretty close, Bonnie Lee Blakely. And so he's like, "Hey, I hold on, Bonnie Lee, you stand here and don't worry. I didn't park in the parking lot. I parked on this dark street over here. You just <laughs> you go to the car, and while you're in the car, I'm gonna go back inside and get my gun that I left on the on the uh, on the booth." And, uh, and now I know somebody that lives in that area and they, ref- they never take me to Vitello's and I'm like, that's where, that's where Beretta did the thing. And they're like, yeah, but it's not that good of a restaurant. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want to go sit in the booth where he left his gun. So this is similar, except, uh, um, a woman grifter didn't get murdered at the time. It's just the gun <laughs> was discovered. And what we need, Ed, what we need, and this is what I've been saying for years is, to stop these school shootings, we need to fucking arm these vice principals. Right. What could go wrong? Right. And especially, you know, I was thinking maybe he's he's doing this to teach them a lesson. Like, I'll leave the gun unattended. Yes. Yeah. You know how, like, some, some high school classes will give a kid an egg to take care of for a week? Yes, my uh, my. I'm gonna give you a loaded firearm to see if you guys can show some responsibility. That's a good idea. (laughs) Like in eighth grade, my son had to bring home like a fake real baby, and it would like wake up in the middle of the night. Thank God he had the assignment on one of his mom's weekends, so I didn't have to deal with it. But it would like wake (laughs) up in the middle of the night. It was like a what were those toys? Yes. Yes. It was like that where it's like needed to eat and it needed to have a shit and have its bottle or whatever. So. Yeah. My, yeah. my, my first job out of school when I was at the Danish yeah, place, the Danes, 
Well, somebody had a Tamagotchi and we got a hold of it yeah. and we just we just <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> and then like it's a kid's just, toy. Yeah, but like somebody had it and thought it was like fun and we just kidnapped it one night and we just let it like die in its own feces and and we just kept like doing negative things to it and then we just left it on the desk. When the guy got it back, he was not happy. Yeah, that's because you 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 fucked up its life. Like, <laughs> yeah, we killed it. We committed <laughs> Tamagotchi side. <laughs> uh, Daredevil flat earther Mad Mike Hughes dies when self made rocket crashes. So we'll never know. Yeah, I, I was thinking I would like all the flat earthers to honor him. By making their own rockets and try to chase after him and figure out what he was looking for. I mean, Mad Mike, he got up there and he he found out while he was up there is if the earth is flat or not. And but now he's not he's not here to tell us. So we're never gonna we'll never Yeah know that's true. Is the earth flat? Because only only Mad Mike knew and he's he knew he's gone. I think he knew. Uh, yeah. Um Lark Voorhees slighted and hurt after being left out of the Save by the Bell reboot. How are you going to leave Lisa Turtle? Well, well, Screech. Only person of color, first of all. Yeah. Actually, you had Mario Lopez, who is, I guess, of a color. But yeah, the only black person on the show, Lark yeah. Voorhees. Yes. Yep. Um, and I've noted. Yeah. You masturbated to her. Played, played a role in my childhood. Yeah, you masturbated to her all the time. Yeah, she's but very she's, attractive. She's, she's not. She's kind of off off her meds. Well, now. she married a guy that was like in the Bloods or something, and okay. then it was like, remember we talked about it. It was a couple yeah, years we ago. Did it, it, yeah. There was an interviewer, and she was like way out there. Yeah, right? she was. But so they definitely can't be having Screech back because didn't he stab a guy? He did, and he I think he shit over uh, all over everybody in one of those uh, tell-all books. Oh, right, right. And then he also did porn. Right. <laughs> He's got a lot of strikes against him. How's, um... Oh, and one other thing about him, in a terrible show, he was the worst part. It was so bad. He was not funny in any way. Uh, so, um, the only one with a real career is uh, Zach. Well, right. I mean, Thiessen uh, had a career. But now she's gotten a little Zavdig and she does cooking shows and she's pretty attractive. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, but, I like her. But I'm saying she she made her money. She made a lot of money out of 90210, I bet. Yeah, she was a, she was a like Valerie. Days, yeah. Yeah. Valerie Malone. Yeah. Valerie um, Malone. But. But yeah, Zach is now like getting some decent work. Um, I've seen him in oh things that are like God. not nothing. So hold on. I wanted to talk about that, but I Googled Screech's cock. Oh, he's got. Is he packing? There's two chicks. He's got two chicks here. Um, it's, it's like a regular. It's like regular. What's Screech's name? Diamond. D- Dustin right? Diamond. Yeah. Oh, cool. Trump doctor hid cauliflower and mashed potatoes to improve diet. <laughs> yeah, like you do with it, like you do with a three-year-old, <laughs> five-year-old. It's a cool story to pop up about the president. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, 
I really wish I wasn't looking at Dustin Diamond's cock right now. I gotta be oh, honest. I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I don't like looking at his dick. Yeah, and especially like where you. Why is he in the? Not sure path? why. <sighs> oh, jeez. I mean, here he's got like two chicks, and there's like a um. They're like splitting a one of those candy necklaces that's around his dong. So that's that's kind of a win for Screech, I'd say. Oh, I don't need to see his orgasm face. That is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, he's real. I'm really disturbed. Oh yeah, no. I didn't. So why what, is he wearing glasses during sex? First of all. I don't know. I don't. I don't haven't seen that one, but I don't want to see it. So I, we're talking about um, Zach Morris, yeah. who was really the worst. And then I was flipping channels the other day, and then I was like, "Why does this guy look familiar?" And then I realized it was Zach Morris, and he's on some show. I think that's supposed to be like in the seventies or something, and he has like a wig on and stuff, and it's like. I don't right, know. But it's like a real show. Yeah, it's a he, network. He's getting like, it's on he's ABC, getting like real work. Yeah, no, he works. He, he was on a he was on a NYPD Blue or something. Yeah, I will once again recommend. I think it's on Amazon Prime. There's like something that's like five minutes long, and they recap Saved by the Bell episodes, and it's called Zach Morris's Trash, and they just document why he's terrible. No, I agree. I would I would watch that definitely because he was he was a real piece of shit. Well, Lark Voorhees, you've had a special moment in my life. And, uh, uh, Ed, Ed, why would you do that? You just texted me. Scre- oh, jeez. Oh, man. It's, it's, a, it's a haunting picture. Screech is O-faced. Disgusting. Jeez. Well, speaking of haunting. There's a haunted McDonald's in Colorado that is filled with, quote, demonic sounds. Now, I mean, McDonald's, couldn't that just be everybody's indigestion? Yes. Yeah. Bowels. Yeah. Could be. Um, I don't. It's weird in this day and age. It's fine in the 18th century when you're just blaming things on demons. Because there just wasn't information in this day and age. People are still talking about demons and yeah, like there's a haunted McDonald's. Like there's a ghost with nothing better to do than to go after McDonald's. Nothing's haunted. <laughs> McDonald's. That's what you're going to haunt. Right. Ooh, these people eating hamburgers, yes. French fries, Big Macs. Um, oh, it's confusing. R.I.P. Hair Club for Men president and client too, Cy Sperling, dead at 78. He was also now, a client. Right. He was also a client and he looked terrible yeah, he with, was the, with bad. the hair. It, it was a bad lid. So his, these systems, and he was the original system creator, I think. These are the so to your existing hair systems. So this is the, these are the ones that you grow out the sides and then they come in with some type of animal skin and they put it on top of the bald part of your head. And then they, they weave it with a yarn to the side hair. And then this is like Maury's wigs. Right. And then every couple of weeks 
you got to go back in and they got to wrench it down a little bit and like fix it up and you got to get a haircut. So they cut the sides and it's really, it's like the gift that keeps on giving because you got to, you need maintenance. You got to stay near where there's a hair club outlet so that they can keep working on your system on top of your head. And this guy used to do, he was an infomercial guy. And if you, if you've ever seen anybody that's on an infomercial or selling something on an infomercial, you're looking at a very wealthy person because if your shit is on TV and you're selling it, like you're offering it on TV, there are fucking rubes everywhere that are buying that shit. If you can fucking sell a thing on TV, the ShamWow, it's a fucking chamois. Go to the hardware store and get one. Well, some asshole put one on TV and he got rich. This size Sperling was getting so rich and you'd come home from like a high school party and you'd be wasted. You'd been drinking off a keg all night trying to, trying to make out with chicks. And you come home and you flip on the TV and there'd be this asshole size Sperling selling fucking hair systems, getting rich. Yeah. All right. RIP legend. Um, you know, speaking of selling on TV, somebody I used to go to school with, I saw is now on QVC. QVC. Oh, that's a good gig. Is a person on? I'm sure it's paying, but I didn't. I honestly didn't think it possibly could exist in this day and age. Oh no, I'm telling you, you've got people are dying to get their shit on this QVC. But I mean, who is watching that? The internet is full of stuff to give your money to. I know it's crazy, but people watch it and they buy it. They buy the stuff that they see on that channel. Um, Man triumphs in battle for um, I'm God license plate uh, in Kentucky by using the you can't prove I'm not God defense. And? It's and Im- they couldn't. It's impossible to refute. He went. That's the miracle on 34th Street defense. Right. right? Prove this guy isn't Santa Claus. Put him on trial. Right. Um, the only thing I'll say is this guy's got to be a huge asshole because he is a very aggressive uh, atheist. Oh, he is? Oh, no. That's that's worse Which, than being a hardcore religious guy. Right. Which means you're the lowest of low because he's like a an aggressive troll. Um, you know, we, we've talked about our views or non-views, but if you're aggressively... Yeah. One direction, like fuck off. Yeah, yep. This guy, and then you know, you got to look at this guy driving around with an on God. I'm sure he is not a courteous driver. For sure not. I mean, he's got a vanity plate, which I thought, at least where I live, it's those are exclusively for people with either a Tesla, and then and it's always like four ohms or like no no peck. Um, or there's one there. The other people that have them are people that either attended or have children that attend the university of Southern California. And it's like four times Trojans or go fight on or old SC or something like real losers, vanity, vanity plates, guys. Come on. 
We, we can be better than this. No, they're never clever. Like, it's not interesting. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. Well, here's a heartbreaking story. Harvey Weinstein bemoans, how can this happen in America after he's found him guilty? Right, because we have a system of justice here. You're innocent until proven guilty. He's like, go I before so much fucking money. Yeah, I'm rich. I'm not supposed to. And all of the, all the stories that coincided. Yeah. Yeah. Money's supposed to take care of all but that. But also now that there's conflicting evidence and I feel like he should have pointed this out and maybe he will in appeal because remember, was it last week or two weeks ago we were talking about the pictures, the courtroom drawings because there's an any, right? Yeah. They're saying his one girl described him as not being able to, you know, she didn't think he had a penis because it was, and also no balls and we were saying that's probably because it was enveloped by fat. But then I heard today one of the girls was saying um, that he, when he was tr- sexually assaulting her, he's like, do you want to get, um, you want to be sexed by th- this big Jewish cock? And then no. it's, so it's like, well, which is it? You know, like that's, that could be <clears throat> something you could point out in your defense. Be like, Hey, do I have a big Jewish cock or no cock? You know, it's like, getting two different stories here maybe they maybe i mean they put that up on appeal he <laughs> he ruined so many fucking careers yeah, that dude is a monster he's a real piece of shit and i saw i Fuck saw him. i read an interview with uh mira sorvino and she was like yeah i feel you know we're, we're there for you if you're a victim but think about it. she like won an oscar she was in her early 20s yep. her dad was a famous actor and then she just, her career just was erased by this. She fuck. was in that Romeo, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. That's pretty but that, funny. That hap- that probably happened within a year yeah. of. And that was it. Of the, uh, Mighty Aphrodite with Woody Allen movie. Yeah, that, that was, was it. it. And she was just gone, gone. forever. Yeah. And she's not getting those years back. Nope. She's like forty-seven. You now. only like, get a short window. Especially with women. Especially if you're a woman. You only get a, a small period because they just don't. There's not roles written for older women. It's kind of bullshit. Carvey uh, Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, and this is uh, <laughs> this is pretty upsetting. Steven Spielberg's daughter Michaela has come out as a porn star. Well, how do you come out as a porn well, star? I, she I, was announcing to her parents. Like I read the the story. Yeah. Or a, a story about it. She's like, yeah, I just told my parents last weekend on Skype, which that must have been a great call. Oh, yeah. Dad, get into now, the family business. She's um, adopted. Yeah. Because she and, appears to be mixed race. And she appears to be like 12. Yeah. You know, normally a story like this. Yeah. I click on some links to see no. if it's going to take me anywhere. No. She looks really young. It's not. Uh, and I read she's, 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 she's engaged nice. or dating yes. a 47 year old dude. She's like, so I would never disrespect him by doing a scene with a man. She's doing like solo videos oh, on Pornhub. Oh no. Yeah. Cause and, she now, she now lives in Nashville with her fiance, Chuck Pankow, a darts player. Well, it's a growth industry. That's like me telling, that's like me when people ask me what I do and I say podcaster. I mean, that's like, like darts player. Like he, darts, right. darts is lower than right. podcast. Yeah, I would say so. 
um, at age 50 is more than twice Michaela's age. He has said the two met at a bar. Well, here's a problem also. Like, what's her plan for this porno? Because Nashville is not where porno is made. Porno is made in... But the internet is where it's made these days. So I guess. If she can get a following... But I think I did look at her social media, and she doesn't have a following. She's like a daily kind of following, at least at the time. She might now. Ever since my, my buddy that loves great band from Omaha 311 ever yeah. since I think I said a couple of weeks ago that I had like 3,111 followers mm-hmm. and every day, not every day, but every couple of days he's um, texts me how many I've dwindled away from 3,111 followers. Like I'm now, now I'm I like, seriously was at 3,100. I think I'm at like 2,600. Yeah. I don't know. I think I was up to like 3,600 maybe like a few years ago. It's and just kind of like, there's never anybody new. And it's just, it's, right. it's not like a viable website. I don't think. The- the public isn't buying what I'm selling. Like if no, if nobody's following me, then what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Well, I got out of the content game a while back. Same dog. <laughs> Same here. Now all I do I is was, respond was, to Jay Stu. I was on it for a while and I'm just not on it. Yeah. I was, you know, I save it for the air as we like to say. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Um, that is it for us. This, oh my God. I just got to look at the husband. He looks like a real darts player. He's got that, um, <laughs> he's got one of those goatees. That's like a grown out. It's like where the soul patch grows out and then meets a little like puff at just on the chin. Oh yeah. 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 Well, well that's, that's a darts player kind of look. Yeah. And but he's also got a bandana. Fast Eddie Felson. I mean, is darts, can you make money like no, hustling in no, darts? No, there's no way. There's no the, way. Darts is the type of game when you see it being played in a bar, it's played by like couples, like everybody joking around. It's not like pool where you'll see people like going for it sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I can't remember the last time I saw somebody playing darts. Hmm. There's one bar in town I've seen darts. I mean, I, yeah, I know it's around. You know what I don't mind is shuffleboard. There's not enough shuffleboard. It's well, it's a it, big game. It's, it's a big game, but it's skinny. It's yeah, you can put it in the on the side. Put it over there yeah. on the side. Oh, I love the hell out of some uh, shuffleboard. I don't mind shuffleboard. I don't mind it at all. I play it if I saw it around. Here's the other thing. You know, um, Jay Stu and I were talking about this on the Bachelor lifestyle the other day. Cause they were ax throwing and I, I feel like like 75 days ago, I'd never heard of ax throwing. And since then I've seen one ax throwing like competition reference every single day. Like there's ax throwing bars now on every corner in every town in America. And then I was just in a hotel and I turned on the TV and it was like Jay Cutler and his wife have a reality show. You know what they're doing? Oh, no. They're ax throwing. And this Jay Cutler, he seems Very surly. Yeah, he seems like he might either be missing or have an extra chromosome or there's something going on there. But this guy's an athlete, like no question about it. He maybe wasn't the best quarterback ever in the NFL, but the guy was, you know, played 10 years in the NFL. He's an athlete. And he, 
And I saw the same thing on The Bachelor. People are winging these. The Bachelor was doing this, and so was Jay Cutler. They're winging these axes at the wood. It appears that the axe sticks in the wood about one out of every 25 throws. There was an awful video I oh, saw no. on Instagram oh, where it bounced back and somebody had to dive out of the way. Shut up. Yeah, like, that's, and if you're at a bar, oh, yeah, your that's reflexes worse. aren't great. Yeah. Like, what? what? That's worse no. than the pole vault thing. No. Axe flying at you? No. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> if an axe hits you in the shoulder, that's still better than having dinner with Beretta. Vault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting your getting your getting your sack. Yeah, what right now, would you rather do have dinner with Beretta or right. take a pole vault to the uh to the Apple Well, I would say have dinner with Beretta because he's probably real boring. You know, he's on the little rascals. Yeah, and he's really surly. And he's little. He, and, but but he's, what? He's old. Beretta? Yeah. I think he died. No, he's around. Oh, we speaking of surly, we lost Bob Conrad last week. Oh, he was uh, he was real pissed at uh, Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> yeah, that one. When are they going to bring? What well, didn't they kind of try to bring back Battle of the Network Stars? Yeah, but I think it's just easier for people who need the money to just do reality and just sit on their yeah. ass and argue with each other. It would be kind of funny if they were like. Because think like, about it. Yeah. They, I mean, these people are like, I'm not running the 200 meter dash. No. Look like a fool. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> well, remember they used to bring Magnum. Magnum would show up from CBS oh, and he's, he's just beautiful and he was a fucking athlete. Yeah. He's 6'5. He played volleyball at USC. He like, was the anchor on the tug of war. Yeah. He would do rowing. Yeah. He could do everything. He'd fuck everybody up. Like, but I was thinking, like, they could have that now and then. They'd be like, no, Netflix can't compete. And then like Amazon would be like, we need a show for Jason Momoa so we can get him <laughs> like, let's green light this thing and cast Jason Momoa so we can put him in Battle of the Network Stars. Like, I feel like we're Momoa, <laughs> just the, t- the tug of war alone. Yes. I feel like we're just like primed for some real action. There's so many networks now. Could be It could be peak Battle of the Network Stars time. Something to think about. True. All right. For uh, Ed Daily, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 307, 307 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Oh yes, the lifestyle's baller Podcasts getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect The week in sports, the culture, and whatever Plus you know there's Kate with a C But she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me Talking loud, commas, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is so flawless TBLS, the lifestyle's baller Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is for all us TBLS, the lifestyle's baller Sounds bad.